Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, or you can watch Good Things. You can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Now, you and I know that Mississippi is the birthplace of American music, and we've always got new artists emerging, so today we we get to meet one of those. Joining us is John Major, not to be confused with John Mayer, <laughs> as I did on Google, of Tupelo. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? You know, if you just Google your name, John Mayer pops up all over the place. And I was like, I don't think he's from Mississippi, but I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised. Do you get that often? I do. I do. Um, yeah, I get, I get a lot. But it's not. It's major, and you're in a completely different category of music than John Mayer. You are a country music artist, and you're from Tupelo. So give us a little background, John. When did you first fall in love with music? Um, when I was when I was a kid, my dad, me and my dad would go to the grocery store, and uh, he would turn on some uh, George Jones and, like, Merle Haggard. And, like, once I started, um, like, would sit in the truck and just kind of listen, and listen to those uh, steel guitars and the drums and everything else. And I heard uh, George Jones uh, sing a song uh, called He Stopped Loving Her, and that really inspired me to to want to start writing songs. So I started writing songs at eight years old. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? (laughs) I do. Um... The first song I ever wrote was um, "I Can't Get You Out of My Mind." There was this uh, there was this girl that I liked in school. And, At eight? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a crush on that girl, and and uh, and anyway, I I tried. To, I can't remember all of it, but I just remember the name of it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You know, but thinking about he stopped loving her today, man, that's one, especially as you get older, particularly you've been married and have kids, you know, you, it really hits you differently. What was it about that song at eight that you sort of connected with to sort of inspire this, I guess, at that point, just kind of hobby, but which has ultimately come uh, turned into your um, passion and hopefully profession? Well, as, as a kid, you know, um, you know, everything is. You know, everything is still kind of new. Everything's just, you know, in awe. And uh, when I started listening to those steel guitars and and the way that he really wrote songs and how much feeling there was into that and, um, you know, how my dad really, really loved that song, uh, I wanted to be a songwriter to kind of, you know, um, to connect with other people as well. 
Did you ever play your first song for your eight-year-old crush? I didn't. <laughs> I, I that's a shame, John. That's I think maybe, you know, when you hit a certain level, you need to come back and, and, and finish that off and at least let her know that she inspired uh, your next step in sort of your career. When did you pick up a guitar? Because I know that came later. You obviously um, continued with songwriting. But when did you step into playing an instrument? Well, I got my first guitar when I was about 10 years old, and it sat in the closet for forever. And... Uh, one day when I was like, I think I was 13, and I just kind of pulled it out of the closet, and of course it was out of tune and stuff, and back then we didn't have tuners on cell phones. I didn't even have a cell phone, and uh, and so um, my dad had called his buddy up, and he played guitar too, and he tuned it up, and he gave me this book, and I was I kind of learned from there, and uh, just kind of learned the basic chords, and then from there, I just kind of... Uh, started trying to write songs with the chords that I knew. So how do you, okay, this may be a silly question or maybe hard to answer, but how do you learn to write songs? Have you ever like, did they just come to you kind of like poetry, John, and then you sort of put the music to it? Or have you worked to actually learn how they go together? I mean, I've always, because I don't know how to, or I've never written a song. I'm sure I could probably do it if I absolutely had to, but I don't know how it comes naturally. So how does writing songs come natural? Well, funny thing is, is I would listen to the radio, and I would listen to the way that they would sing the song and and the placements of the way that the song would rhyme. Um, like, there's some songs that'll they'll have, like, three rhymes within a line, and then, uh, and then say another word, and then rhyme with that word. But, um... But I would I would listen to the radio and see how it all kind of worked out and everything else. And then once I got to doing that, I started um, trying to put a little bit more of a story in, inside of it, inside my writing. And I would look into um, – I started looking at, like, NSAI and um, uh, started, you know, trying to get some uh, some tips and stuff on what I needed to do to – to be a better songwriter. And, um, you know, a lot of it had to do with, um, a lot of it had to do, has to do with like connections, uh, with people and just, uh, just raw, um, real life stuff. I learned a long time ago that once I started writing about real life, then, um, it was a lot better and it connected with more people than, just, you know, writing about back roads and pickup trucks. It does connect, too. But, yes, you if you go back to your initial inspiration, she's, um, he stopped loving her today. That is definitely a more personal, real, and sort of almost palatable, you know, um, song that if you if you are in the right mood when you hear it, you will boo-hoo like a baby no matter where, <laughs> no matter where you are at. Um, but not all songs should lead you to tears. Some should make you happy. Some should just make you um, entertained and all of the above. And that's the great thing about country music. It really is. It's just the storytelling sort of within it. So who did you share your first songs with, John Mayer? I mean, John, look, I'm looking, listen to me, John Major. Um, did you, was it your family? Were you trying it out on your friends? Like who was giving you some kind of encouragement that you may have something here? Okay. Um, well, the first song that I would, I would say I legitimately just got I had done full and full and would, you know, go up to somebody and play for, 
I wrote a song about my grandmother when she had Alzheimer's and, um, or right before she had Alzheimer's. And, uh, I wrote this song called Grandma's Time. And, uh, a lot, like I played it for my dad. And my dad's like, son, did you write that? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, man, he's like that. He said, that's awesome. I was like, thank you, you know, and that, that kind of led me, led me from there. Um, that's, that's something that, you know, that meant a lot to me coming from my dad. And, uh, um, believe it or not, I, I don't, I don't have that song out. I haven't cut that song yet, but that, uh, that song alone has helped me a lot in my music career. Well, I like to hear the word yet because there's always room to sort of share that when you're ready. I can imagine that's a very personal song, um, for you and your family. So when's the first time, John Major, that you got on stage? Was it there in Tupelo or was it, where was it? Where's the first time you took the leap and said, I'm going to do this in front of more than just my family? I went to, um, I think it was in Fulton, Mississippi. It's back. They used to have this uh, bar called Legends, and uh, it's uh, a Mexican restaurant now. Um, but um, as Legends, I just I just called up there, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, my name's John Major. I'd I'd love to uh, book a gig there." And they're like, "We've never heard of you before." And I was like, "Yeah, I was like I'm just starting out." They're like, "Well, we'll give you a shot." And uh, I was like, all right. And still to this day, that's that was definitely one of the biggest epic nights I've ever had. What did you open with? I opened with, um, I want to say it was, um, I want to say it was Buy Me a Boat. That's what my husband would open with, too. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna have to get a few more margaritas in me before I do that for you, though, John, or for him. <laughs> so you also do some cover songs as well, I would assume, mixed in with your uh, original music when you perform. I do. Um, I've got to the point now to where I do play. I do play a lot more of songs that I wrote. I probably my whole life. I probably wrote two thousand songs my whole life. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, but I. Um, I started uh, playing covers, of course. Now, when it comes to my covers, I play anywhere from, like, 90s country to modern country. I know some 80s and some 70s country. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of my – kind of what I got, like, on a set list. But, like, a lot of times when I start out uh, – what I start out now – Hang on, John. We're coming up against a break, but we've got more with John Major. He's an artist out of Tupelo that you're going to want to know. Coming up next. that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. 
ship or something called a Bible and a bell. I worked on a farm in the summertime for 50 cents a bell. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. You are listening to our guest today, John Major. He's of Tupelo, a rising country artist. And this is, is this one of your first singles, John, that we're listening to? John, are you with us? We may have lost John. And that's okay. We can get him back um, here shortly. But yes, he is from Tupelo, Mississippi, and he's an up-and-coming artist. That was one of his songs. He's got one of his uh, singles coming out soon, along with his new album. You can find more about his music over at John Major, not Mayor, music.com. I think we got John back. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> did you get the chance to hear your song, buddy? I did. I did. That was awesome. So which Thank song you, was that? Um, that was that's a song that I wrote called Backwoods Outlaw. Mm-hmm. I wrote that song about six years ago, and um, and a lot. You know, back then, I, you know, I didn't really get as much as reaction as what I wanted to be able to release it. And I had a show at Moxie's um, in Nashville on the rooftop, and at the end of the night, that was the last song that I played, and everybody loved it. And um, there's a lot of people was like, please release that song, please release that song. Well, this new album that I just uh, that I just recorded has that song on there, and I'm I'm proud to say that um, we finally got it out now. So, is this your first album release, like full album, John? It's well, I had a I had a small EP that I had put out probably about four years ago um, that I had that I had released and was kind of working with it and stuff but uh yes this this would be my first full album so you're an independent artist which so many artists are it means that you don't have a label or anybody really backing you i assume you can you can correct me if i'm wrong so this is really like a labor of love for you guys when you guys indie artists go out there pull together your resources figure out where to record and sort of all of that and then put this out into the world i mean that that takes a lot of courage yeah uh yes ma'am it, it and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of drive because there's a lot of places you know um as far as like recording it's really expensive and it's being able to find the right producer and uh Tell i'm me proud about to it. say um i i'm proud to say now that i've i've got the perfect producer for sure well that is um, great so where are you do you mind sharing where you're recording your music is it here uh, in mississippi it is. I'm actually recording in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, with a good buddy of mine, Mr. Ed Breedlove. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's uh, he's uh, one of my buddies' brothers, and um, he's. Uh, I like to say he's a really good friend of mine and uh, like a brother to me. This guy uh, took me in there and and uh, just he listened to all my songs and he really worked with me, and I I really feel like now. Um, is the time to time to shine i feel like i have a we have a really good product right now so what's next john major because i'm always curious how artists because it always feels like man you guys really do have to you know get in the trenches and grind these days with or you get lucky right you get one viral video and then it's like winning the lottery but that doesn't work for every artist and it certainly doesn't mean that you're not 
a good artist that has a good future if that doesn't happen to you. So now that you have your album, like what's next? How how do you, in this day and age do you get it out in front of folks, or do you sort of start to um, you know get in front of some people? Well, now I'm a full time musician, so I I try to book everywhere that I can go, but um, also as well um, going back and forth to Nashville, go play at these songwriter rounds and and everything else and uh, start playing shows up there. Um, but my two bi- biggest goals to uh, to be able to uh, put this song out and really really push it as much as possible is to this year go on my first tour, um, maybe five days in Alabama and five days in Mississippi, and then uh, kind of regroup and then come back and then uh, start on with some more stuff states ahead like georgia and texas and tennessee and stuff like that there's um but um i feel really good about the the touring stuff i just want to give it all i got well you gotta let us know when you come through mississippi we'll make sure that everyone knows exactly where those tours are at i know it feels like sometimes the artist side is probably the easiest side compared to the business side how have you gotten your feet wet in that i mean you mentioned mentors do you have folks that's walking you through that because i'm just sitting here thinking if you laid out in front of me and said you got to go on tour no matter what it was reading you know reading the dictionary out loud like i wouldn't even know where to start like how do you how do you do all that well, a lot of it is, is I mean, it's kind of, I don't have any mentors. It's kind of all by myself. It's it's calling the venues and seeing, you know, um, if y'all can come to, a, you know, an agreement on everything and get stuff started and get a date going and, and try to book those places that are, that are close to other places that, that do live music as well. I know when COVID hit, it kind of knocked everything out of the water as far as like with live music, you know, it kind of slowed down a whole lot. And now um, it, it's a challenge trying to pick back up and trying to get all these places to play live music because a lot of them haven't started playing live music since COVID hit. But um, as being an independent artist, to be honest with you, it's all by faith. <laughs> it, that's that's what it has to do with the main mainly. Um, but uh, you uh, you pray and pray and pray about it, and then you give it all you got. And you know, if something works out, great. If it don't, let's work around it. Yeah. Well, I love that, too. And I'm, I'm, I appreciate, uh, John Major, you being honest about it, because I think it's important. He, you know, we always talk about here on Good Things, supporting local businesses and supporting local Mississippi. And so this is just another avenue of which when you have these independent artists who come to, you know, whether it's your Mexican restaurant or your smaller venues throughout Mississippi for a, a show or an opening, opening for a larger show to support them, because you guys are a small business, kind of like, you know, any other mom and pop store, uh, especially when you're having having to sort of do it all, like be the creator and then be your manager and all the things. And so there's a lot of passion behind that that we should um, be supporting. If we want to support what you're doing now, John, I know your album's not out yet, but you do have some songs on Spotify and to download, correct? I do. I've got, I've actually got three, um, I'll take that back. I've got two songs out that are out right now. It's called um, Backwoods Outlaw. Um, I released that song last month, November the twenty or um, November the twenty second, and then I've got another song called Callous on the Heart that seems to be catching some traction right now. And I released that song December the twenty second, and then I've got a uh, I've got another one coming out this month called Self Made, and that song pretty much talks about that all my friends and all my family and all my friends, you know. 
all my friends, all my family, and all my fans are living proof that I'll never be self-made. Um, because on the day that I was born, somebody had to walk me out of that hospital. Uh, somebody had to teach me how to walk. Somebody had to teach me how to talk. There's a lot of stuff in this life that I can't do on my own. And by the good Lord above and the ones that love me, that's they are the reason why I'll never be self-made. Would people want to go ahead and maybe download or find you on um, their streaming platform or look to see if you're going to be in their area? Where do they go and do that, John? Uh, they can find me at, on Facebook at John Major or go to my uh, Facebook page at John Major uh, Music or they can go to uh, johnmajormusic.com on my website or they can go to my TikTok, John Major, it's the at symbol, John Major Music. And on Instagram, it's John Major underscore music. You're in all the places, which that's a full-time job in and of itself for sure. Do you know if you've got any dates here in Mississippi coming up, uh, John, even local there in Tupelo? I do. um, Tonight, I'm playing at Toast Piano Bar and Grill in Tupelo. Um, it's, we start, I start at six o'clock tonight to eight o'clock and the next week I plan on playing at toast again from six, from 6 PM to eight o'clock at, um, at toast piano bar and grill. And, um, everything's just kind of hit and miss right now. Um, but, um, we're definitely going to start trying to, um, book stuff ahead. It's just, it's just been, uh, this year, everybody's kind of been booking around, around this time so we're trying to find out everything well people get out and support you and john i have to know if have you done the cover he stopped loving her today yet do you sing that now i have not yet but i can't you definitely need to add that to your show and the story behind it because it made someone like me go i love it so i do and we love your story john and we are rooting for you here at good things and we will keep um in touch as your career develops how about that all right that sounds great thank you so much for having me. All right, that's johnmajormusic.com if you'd like to support an up-and-coming musician here out of Mississippi. But stick with us. We're turning to the cold weather coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've taken time to download the Supertalk app like you should, you can stream us live there. You can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Now, we've all been talking about and gearing up for the cold weather or the colder weather or the frigid weather, however you want to call it, that's coming our way over the weekend and then to the beginning of the week. But we have to remember those who may be most vulnerable to those weather uh, weather conditions and oftentimes that's those who may find themselves without a home or in between homes and so that's where shower power of mississippi comes in joining us is Teresa reckenberger she is one of the key uh, components there at shower power here in central mississippi and you guys Teresa, are really gearing up to sort of help who you call your friends which are those that live without a home here in central mississippi to sort of i guess weather this storm so welcome Thank you so much, Rebecca. I know we th- we think about the weather and we think about getting prepared for things like cold weather, but it's completely different for those that you serve on a daily basis. So when you and your counterparts at Shower Power hear that weathers are going to be dipping into single digits, what kind of red flags start to go out f- on, uh, for you? You know, um, there are lots of red flags, and we um, immediately go into what we probably would call rescue mode. Um, and so we um, are going to open our emergency shelter. Um, so we got that in order. Uh, the, the city of Jackson is letting us use um, a gym. It's called Shepherd's Gym, located at 1355 Hattiesburg Street in Jackson. So um, they have given us permission to use the gym all next week. And um, we have been, our team has been working very hard to ensure we'll have everything needed for the shelter. Um, there'll be three meals a day served um we've got cots coming in blankets pillows um lots of snacks water um everything that you could think of um that would be needed um and it's all been made possible because of the generosity of the public you know we've had churches step up to help um other organizations so um what we'll do is um we're going to meet monday and um hopefully a lot of our people will show up at shower power to get transported over but we will go and search the city for people like we did last year um we as there'll be a caravan of us and we just all go in different directions um just circle around the city we go up in the buildings and honestly it sounds it's sad uh, we scream their you know we if we know they're in there we scream their name because we know where some of them stay but a lot of times we just have to you know scream hello is anybody in here um and get them out to get them to the shelter. So, yeah, we, we kind of go into rescue mode, but we have had such an outpour of um, the community. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, so, how long, yeah, that's, Teresa, that's how long have you, how long has Shower Power been building its relationship with the homeless population in central Mississippi now? How many years has it been? Um, four, it's been a little over four years, like four years and two months. So how many friends do you feel like you will be, like, give us an idea of, like, the number, if if everybody came and took shelter come Monday, how many individuals would you be trying to, to provide warmth? There are so many. Um, you know, our shelter is only going to hold around 100. There are other shelters that are going to be open. We may be able to fit a little over 100, um, but... I, there are so many. The, the number is way higher than that that needs shelter. 
But it goes to mm-hmm. show that when you stick, when you when you stay in it for the long haul, when you get to know these individuals, which you guys started your original story, which so many people can go and read about or listen to um, on future shows of good things in podcast form, is the fact that you guys just started as a mobile shower unit. And now you've developed into this full-blown sort of um, organization that's meeting all kinds of needs. Could you have thought four or five years ago, Teresa, that you would yeah. be, you know, having winter shelter emergencies for the people that you were providing just good hygiene to? No, no. But I'm going to tell you something, Rebecca. I cannot express how thankful I am that it has evolved into this. Every person that's a core volunteer at Shower Power, and there's about 25 of us, it's, our, it's, a, it's a true passion. And it shows um, through the work that they do, the compassion that they show, um, the hours that, you know, everyone puts in. Um, I'm so happy and grateful that it did turn into this. Um, you know, everywhere everywhere we turn, we go, oh, wait, that's a need. Oh, wait. It just keeps, it keeps coming and coming and coming. So the doors being open for us, we're seeing things that we didn't realize, you know, like everybody knows that you need shelter, but... So our eyes have been open to so much um, during this ministry for the, over the past four years. And what I've loved is you've helped to open our eyes, right? Those of you who call you friend or those of you who have mm-hmm. um, been involved with Shower Power through the power of social media and just were getting out. And you're bringing to light, um, you know, a tough topic, which is homelessness. You're not out there to try to fix it. You recognize you can't do that. You do when you can or how you can. But I love that y'all's motto is just go be love. So it's, you know, not necessarily that you can solve all the world's problems, but that you can show up for these individuals and provide them their immediate needs. And hopefully with, you know, the grace of God, other doors will open and sort of other things can you give them a chance to have another day, I think is is what I find to be so important. That is right. Well, that is right. And, you know, I feel like it's our obligation as a human to to do like the shelter. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine not doing the shelter. Um, knowing that these people are going to be freezing, honestly, to death. So, yeah, um, what you said is exactly true. So if we want to help, uh, Teresa, I know you guys have an army, but there's always um, more that you can do if you have more resources. In the Good Things Facebook group, I've already shared what you and Marianne had shared earlier about the sign-up genius. (laughs) Genius. That's Friday, Teresa. I'm hanging on by a thread. And then also ways to donate. But if what is is there any specific needs that you guys still have for your emergency shelter? You know, um, I'm sure we're going to probably um, run low on um, on snacks. Um, we've got somebody donating water, um, but, you know, snacks and, like, drinks other than water. Um, that may be, may be something that we run low on. Um, Marianne and I and our whole team have been, you know, we all have little designated areas of where we are concentrating on so that we don't get scattered. But I would say um, that... Probably, if someone wanted to donate, it would. You can go to our website, which is showerpower.ms, and we have a donate now button. Um, or if somebody says, I, "I would really like to just go buy something," um, you know, they they love um, um, sodas, any sort of soda, you know, a Fanta, a Mountain Dew, Sprite, anything like that. That would be extra for them. Um, you know, I always say, 
I was interviewing with you one other time. Remember that time I couldn't think? It was it was pork and beans. Dude, not, I'm not asking for pork and beans, but I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I you, will never forget. Yeah. I was like, it's, yeah. Um, but no, like, um, you know, little Debbie snack cakes. Um, and the things that we it. want whenever we're going yes. into hunker down things mode, right? That, yes. Like, That's I mean. That's what I tell people. when it, Think of what you would want. And that's what you give the opportunity to provide them, if nothing more. And it takes an, an enormous amount of resources just for you to be able to house or have that place open. I think you guys are going to oh, have it open yeah. from Monday t- through Sunday of next week to make sure that everyone um, who has the ability to be off the streets for that um, will have will have a chance. You know, um, Teresa, I've just kept up with you guys' story, and you really are just the you know the the light that I feel like we all need. And every community has this problem. It's not just a Central Mississippi problem, um, and it's just as easy as go be loved. So when people are thinking about you know trying to solve the greater the bigger problem, they miss the f- they miss the trees for the forest. Am I saying that right? Or is it the forest for the trees? See, pork and beans. <laughs> Yeah, pork and beans. That <laughs> <laughs> might need to be my word. <laughs> if I'm scared. Yes, but um, what's your encouragement to those to just connect with the ministries that are in their area for their homeless population that they that they can make a difference? Right. You know, Marianne has says this that she came up with this. We need to love people right where they are, um, and we do that very, I think, very well. Um, you know. Um, Compassion, you know, I, I always, I've always said, if you're going to go be something, go be love to somebody, you know, go be joy, go be happiness. Show them that they are important. Uh, one of our volunteers today said to somebody that we serve, he complimented her, and he told her how great she was, and but she was helping us today, and I could feel it, and he felt it, and he said to her, "Has anybody ever?" told you how great you are and she said no they haven't and i we could tell that she lit up and you know you know and we had a guy come today also that said he came four years ago and he said y'all helped me four years ago i said okay that was the very beginning he said yeah and now i'm 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 on my own but he said and another guy it all this happened today another guy you know, that lives out on his own now. He said, y'all just gave me a little bit of help. And sometimes that's all it takes is just a little bit. And people can give help. a little bit, too, if they want to go to showerpower.ms and donate now to help with yes. the winter shelter emergency. Teresa, Teresa, I always appreciate when you or Marianne yes. can join us. Um, thank you so much for what you guys are doing. And stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. 
Don't forget we're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you ever miss a show, you can catch them all in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, if you want a new podcast to start the new year, you can check out one of our latest, True American Heroes. You may remember we had them on Monday or Tuesday, uh, the host of that. But this podcast is all about the stories of America's true heroes in their own words. It is produced by Supertalk Southwest Mississippi, and it's hosted by Jack Rutland. And each episode of the podcast revolves around the direct testimony of a Mississippi veteran about their service to America. So True American Heroes is available on the Supertalk Mississippi app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your uh, podcast. Will, I know that's your wheelhouse. Are all the Super Talk podcasts on the Super Talk app? Yes. So if you've got the little handy dandy app, then you can pull it up and see all the different podcasts, which all of your favorite Super Talk shows are in podcast form. Yes. And then also some of niche shows. You got Thunder and Lightning, Rebel Report, Eagle Hour. What am I missing? Uh, Garden Mama, Garden Mama, Handyman, uh, True American Heroes. We got several others. We got a ton of them on there. We got a ton so. of them. So just go, da- so download the app and then look at that. And way. rate the app five stars. Oh, I thought that was a little personal. You were please rate it. I'm talking to you, <laughs> the one you, who's listening to me. Right? Do you now. get it? Like, do you get that? Like, is it when you download it? Do you do you? What's just stupid because then you don't know if it's five stars. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm just asking you from the bottom of my heart. Because if so, if you do use the app and you appreciate it or have it on your phone, let's take a good minute, open it up if you're not driving, hit the app where they go to hit give five stars uh, on the app store. So, so on, app store, oh, now we got to go somewhere you different. You go to the reviews, you just click the five, five stars. star, and then I want you to write in there, Rebecca told me to. Yes. <laughs> So we can see how many of it doesn't Rebecca's matter. Rebecca's next raise depends on this, well, so it's up to you. It's, well, <laughs> uh, let's keep it five stars. So there you go. Um, no, but it does help. It helps with a lot of things. So if you do enjoy something, you should give it props um, in that way. If you're not enjoying it, then just don't go at all because we don't yeah, need your negativity. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't need our negativity. Best to say in nothing at all. Best That's, to say nothing at all. I do want to say this though. I was, I was talking about John major it's so cool to have all these different artists come through good things and sort of see them as they as they go on and sort of develop i think we'll see some good things out of him but you guys may um remember our favorite three ladies chapel heart they you know caught america's attention with america's got talent they've just been blowing up um the roads and keeping everything hot they check in uh, here a time or two um, but they're headed back to where it all got not started for them but just really got real for them which was AGT so if you've been watching that it's the new fantasy league and apparently they're mixing kind of like the voice with I guess AGT and now the um, hosts have teams so like um, Simon's ahead of a team Heidi's ahead of a team Howdy, Howie's head of team, and then the Spice Girl. What's her name? Um, Scary Spice. Scary Spice. Yes, that I one. She is the head of a team. Um, and so I don't know whose team that they're going to be on, but they're getting coaching. So it's a little bit different where normally if you show up, you get uh, feedback from the host. I don't even know if you, call them, you don't call them coaches. And they would, Simon usually was the one that would give you a little more direction. But then I don't know what happens backstage, but they don't have the same kind of coaching. Like on The Voice, it's very coach-specific. 
to make you a better performer. So it'll be interesting to see who is their coach, like which host is their coach, and then what they do to elevate or improve or, um, I don't know, their their performance, because they pretty much blew away America on the show to begin with. So that they're going to be on Monday night on NBC. I think it's at 7 p.m. Central. So if you want to tune in for that. And then if you want to watch Vivian O'Neill in Miss America, she's our Miss Mississippi, it's Sunday night, and you have to do it through the Miss America organization's website. Forgive me for not knowing the exact .com, but I'm going to guess if you want to watch it, you already know how to get there. Or Google it. Google it. Or you can. And she already won a preliminary um, event, which I read a wonderful post from her. She had, In all her years, she had never won anything preliminary. So it took her getting to the uh, Miss America stage to do that. So her whole thing was, you know, never give up on your on your dreams. You never know when that's going to necessarily happen. So the, how cool would it be? How cool would her story be if she wasn't going to go back and then decided to and then actually won Mississippi her fourth or her fifth try and then finally made it to Miss America and then won Miss America how cool would that be we'll know come Monday morning and get out your long johns and cover your pipes bring in what do they say your plants your pets your pipes there's the last p word there's a fourth p word I don't know my plants are already dead so well, you could at least bring them in just for rest and <laughs> peace, rest and warmth. All right, stick with us. You got more up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.